Do you want to do what we do? Literally this, podcasting, editing audio on your own time, making fun little episodes about your favorite topics? Well, we can help you out. Sound Studio 4 is an app for Mac that lets you record music, create sound effects, digitize old records and tapes, or even create your own podcast, like George said. Just don't make it about sound. We're kind of already doing that. And it's pretty okay. <laughs> sound Studio 4 is the latest version of their software. It's been around since 1999, and this current version has bells and whistles to help make whatever audio project you want. You can find Sound Studio 4 in the Mac App Store or at macsoundstudio.com. Ignition sequence start. Five. Everything. Three. Everything. Sounds. Sounds. This is Everything Sounds. I'm Greg Shank. And I'm George Drake Jr. This is Everything Sounds. There's a symphony in my courtyard, minus the chairs, tuxedos, and dresses that drape and scrape against the stage. Minus the stage in its entirety, minus the swarm of people playing in unison and coordinating with a conductor. No music stands, no Beethoven, no curtain. But there is a symphony in my courtyard. The upright bassist I can hear while I shower practices with his window open. The violinist at the end of the complex does the same, sawing away even faster. The saxophonist in between the two has no need to open a window to be heard as he plays unrecognizable jazz standards. The snow has begun to melt and the percussive beat of the trickling water through the downspouts is constant, as is the repetitive banging of the amorous couple in the apartment below. Bursts of screams act as the vocals to the piece. People shuffle by in their boots, crunching the snow almost in time to the squeaking of the bed. Ice clumps tumble down from the roof, mimicking a xylophone during the descent. There's a symphony in my courtyard, and it doesn't seem to keep me up at night. That piece was produced by Jeff Emptman of the podcast Here Be Monsters, and it's his take on a story that I wrote back in 2009 about an apartment that Greg and I shared together in Bloomington, Indiana. Now, the apartment itself was close to the School of Music at Indiana University, so naturally, there were a lot of music students sharing that complex with us. The walls were thin enough that we'd hear these accidental symphonies of trombones, trumpets, and violins. And that apartment complex seemed to attract a lot of young musicians based on the location and price. But in reality, it wasn't much different than any other apartment in the area. Most of the time, you just take what you can get. Balancing your living situation with your interests can be a challenge, especially if your interests involve a lot of sound. Today, we're going to explore a unique apartment building that was built with sound in mind. First, let's meet Carter. Okay, I, my name is Carter Horsley. I'm the editorial director of CityRealty.com. 
which is a website devoted to residential luxury properties, mostly in Manhattan, but also in, in Brooklyn. He's a lifelong New Yorker, but his background in real estate and architecture came about mostly by accident after he worked for the New York Times under the editors Abe Rosenthal and Arthur Gelb. Then they assigned me to real estate. They said, well, we need a good feature writer. And I remember telling Arthur that, Arthur, I hate real estate. I don't own any property. I never will. Uh, Yeah. But I knew that I couldn't turn down whatever the assignment was. That just wasn't done at the times. Um, And to my great surprise, I fell in love with architecture. Luckily, I didn't have to write about mortgages and financing, which I have no particular interest in. Uh, But I discovered that I had a real knack for architecture. Working for the Times let him ask a lot of questions. And now that he has so much experience and knowledge when it comes to architecture and urban planning, He's also developed a lot of strong opinions. We asked him to briefly sum up New York architecture for us, and this is what he said. Chaotic um, and random, violent, and generally ugly. Um, now, I'm not a pessimist, and I'm not a, I am a cynic because I'm a journalist. Um, but if you look around the city, I mean, it is full of a lot of unattractive buildings. But it's what's on the inside that counts, right? Well, what if a building was built with someone like you in mind? Better yet, what if a whole block catered to you and people just like you? And what if it was still reasonably attractive from the outside? Anyone who has ever looked for a place to live understands balancing location, price, amenities, and space. Unless you're well-off or just extremely lucky, the odds are that you'll probably have to make some concessions or compromises, especially in a place like New York City. That brings us to a block of West 67th Street in New York between Central Park and Columbus Avenue. It's just a few blocks away from the Metropolitan Opera House, the Juilliard School, and plenty of other notable artistic landmarks. However, before that area of Manhattan was a cultural hub, an artist named Henry Ward Ranger hatched a plan that would help change the character of that block forever. In the early 1900s, Ranger brought nine other artists together to fund and build a space that would provide them and other artists with a livable studio space where they could do their work. Their building was completed in 1903, and over the next three decades, the block filled up with more buildings that catered to artists and other creative types. The buildings weren't only unified in their purpose, but also in their appearance. And what's sort of unusual is that normally, if you find a very nice side street of townhouses that are similar and cohesive and and there's a lot of context between them, they usually were built by one developer at the same time with the same architect. In this case, the buildings were built separately over a 30-year period, and yet they're very similar, partially because a lot of the architects were the same. If you look at the individual names of the architectural firms, usually one name is constant, but it's changing. Another, it, it, So there was a cohesiveness there. A team of designers known as Shape and Brady lent their expertise in architecture to the building at 50 West 67th Street from 1916 to 1917. Now, even though it was finished over a decade after the first artist's apartments on the block, 
it still has very similar features to the other buildings. Well, the material it uses on its facade are consistent with the better buildings on the block. I mean, limestone at the base, and uh, nice, good masonry, uh, red brick masonry. It has eight floors with 60 apartments. And those apartments are all fairly spacious, but they're not tailored to visual artists like most other apartments on the block. Uh, but the great thing was that they were built like a you know, an acoustic heaven. You know, there's you you could, and they all were could each apartment could accommodate a grand piano. So, um, you know, and if I don't know where you live, but um, in my apartment, uh, I can hear everything that my neighbor, you know, plays and sings, and I'm sure I drive him crazy with my synthesizers uh, blasting. Oh yeah, fun fact, Carter loves synthesizers and electronic music. Though I'm not into rock and roll, so it's not that bad. Well, it seems like this building would be a great place for him to live or anyone that plays an instrument. That's why it's been dubbed the Musician's Building. Now, I don't know about you, but nearly every apartment I've ever been to seems to have thin walls and plenty of neighbors that love playing their instruments. But as much as I personally love music... Sometimes you just wish people would keep the volume down. <laughs> like when we're recording the show. Especially when we're recording the show. Yeah. But in the musician's building, those thick walls apparently make it a great space for the residents to practice without distracting their neighbors or their neighbors breaking their concentration. The soundproof apartments attracted a number of musicians and singers in those first years, including Reed Miller. He made contributions to recorded music as early as 1909, Andy continued recording until around the time of his passing in 1923. Aside from the Musician's Building, this neighborhood actually attracted a number of other notable artists and designers over the years, including Norman Rockwell and Milton Glaser. He's the guy who came up with the I Heart NY logo. Because of the culturally significant residence, the consistent architecture, and just how unique the block was compared to the rest of Manhattan, the West 67th Street Artists Colony was actually put on the U.S. National Register of historic places in July of 1985. In his report for the nomination and designation of the block for the registry, Andrew Scott Dolkart wrote, It is the only significant concentration of artists' studio apartments in Manhattan. Erected during the first decades of the 20th century, these buildings create a unit that is visually and historically separate from the rest of the neighborhood. Even with historical landmark designations, development in New York never stops. A few years after the designation, residents of the Musicians Building found out some news that made most of them pretty upset. The ABC network, which was a major tenant in the area, wanted to expand near the block. Now, ABC had actually already been on the block for a while, but their buildings were low-rise, and the new building they proposed was going to be a 23-story office tower. In January 1988, Paul Goldberger wrote in the New York Times, 
It's not the sort of site which one would expect to find the skyscraper headquarters of a major television network. But he noted that many of the residents were really unhappy with ABC, uh, in part because the network uh, wanted to build over 50 West, the musicians' building. And uh, it it didn't want to build over, over it, but it wanted to put its workers on its roof and they could not reach an agreement. And so ABC took the drastic move, according to Mr. Goldberger, of instructing its architects to cut a four-foot notch into the new building so that construction equipment necessary to build the east wall of the new tower would not have to hang over its neighbor's roof. Goldberger went on to write, if there is any saving grace to this pointless conflict, it is in the architecture. It was good to start with, and actually became somewhat better as a result of the changes that made the rear facade on West 67th Street more residential in character, with more granite and more limestone, and far less glass than as originally designed. Regardless of what happens near or around 50 West 67th Street in New York, the apartments will probably always be appealing to musicians who have the means to live there. Though the neighborhood is charming regardless of a person's artistic or musical ability. Not every resident is a musician, I gather. I actually called up a broker who's in the building and asked, you know, because I figured that's what you might ask me. And uh, she said, well, there are a few, but she couldn't mention them by name. But, you know, there's a lot of non-musicians in the building who just are, are... dying and eager to have any apartment on that block. It's that desirable a block. And uh, the more, the longer you live in the city, the more you will appreciate these rarities, these little oases that, you know, surprise you delightfully when you stumble on them. Uh, the only thing really missing are cobblestones. see a few photos from West 67th Street, including the Musicians Building, on our website, everythingsounds.org. And if you're the type that likes to share, tweet, reblog, like, and poke, you can find all of our social media accounts linked on the website as well. Everything Sounds is sponsored by Sound Studio 4 by Felt Tip Inc. Sound Studio 4 from Mac lets you record audio, create podcasts, digitize tapes and records, and create sound effects for your own projects. Information on all of the features at MacSoundStudio.com or in the Mac App Store. Again, that's Sound Studio 4 for Mac. And a special thanks today to Jeff Emptman of the Here Be Monsters podcast for producing that story at the beginning. He is also, along with us, a part of the Mule Radio Syndicate, along with other shows like Decode DC, Evening Edition, and plenty of other great podcasts. You can find all of them and the Mule Radio app at muleradio.net. Thanks for listening. I'm Greg Shang. And I'm George Drake Jr. This is Everything Sounds. <laughs>